Hi there, you're listening to the Crunchy Catholic Podcast. I'm your host, Rosie, traditional Catholic wife and mother, bringing you messages of hope and encouragement during these crazy times that we're in. Here we'll talk about faith, motherhood, and natural living, but also all the areas in between. I want to help you not just survive motherhood, but thrive in it. In this day and age, we have so many resources at the tip of our fingers if only we put in the effort. I am a firm believer in personal development and always striving to put our best foot forward. Sometimes that means the more technical matters like baby wearing or sleep training, but it also refers to the most important matters such as prayer life and living out the truths of our Catholic faith. While all these resources are nice, I also know that it can be a bit overwhelming knowing where to even begin. That's why I'm here to help you find the balance between all the things that come with mom life while also living out your Catholic faith in a way that is pleasing to God and effective to the development of your soul and the souls of your children. After all, that's why we're here. All right, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hey friends, real quick here, I don't usually do like a pre-recording recording, but this is just a very brief blurb that I wanted to include Before the episode begins, I just got through editing the episode and realized I mentioned an online Facebook event that I'm doing this coming Monday. If you are listening to this live, today is Friday, August 26th, and the event is Monday, August 29th. Seven, eight, nine. Yes, I had to make sure that was right. I'm not actually looking at a calendar. And in the episode, I mentioned it, but not with a lot of detail because at the time of recording it, it wasn't totally finalized. But now that the event is finalized, I do just want to emphasize because it's going to be really good and it is relevant to today's episode. And of course, really just any of my listeners, it should be the perfect fit for. So the event is called Five Simple Steps to Becoming a Better Catholic Mother. And a huge emphasis on this particular episode, as you'll come to hear, is really just being the example for our children and basically emphasizing that that is the number one way that we can inspire a better devotion to the Catholic faith in them is by being the example ourselves. So what better way to improve our example than by improving our own selves? And basically that is the focus of the event is those five simple steps that I'm going to share on becoming a better Catholic mother. So I will put the link to that event in the show notes and I hope to see you there. Hello, hello friends and welcome back to the Crunchy Catholic Podcast. It has been a little bit again since I've recorded, but hoping to bust out a few episodes before the big day here. We are three weeks away from my due date, and I've just been pretty transparent about that all along, so that's why I'm mentioning that. I'm hoping to record quite a few episodes and kind of just schedule that out so that there's not too much of a lag, and if you are listening to this and it is still pretty current to the time of this episode being released, which is the end of August here, I would really, really appreciate your prayers for a good, safe, and healthy delivery of this third baby of mine. So today, we are going to talk about how to inspire a sincere, a genuine love of the Catholic faith in our little ones. So this is something that I've thought about for a little while now, my my daughter, Mackenzie, she is a little over four. She turned four in May. Her just innocent, beautiful love of Jesus and Mary and the Catholic faith, and for her, she probably wouldn't even word it as a love of the Catholic faith. I don't even know if I've really gone over the word Catholic with her, but just a love of Jesus and Mary and 
the relationship that as a child she has with them is so beautiful and so inspiring and something that I just kind of want to talk about and share about and not just specifically her, but children in general and how to inspire that in them. I had a convert friend who several months back, she had a a child, a daughter similar age as Mackenzie. And she kind of told me that she basically like knew nothing about Jesus or Mary. And she just was like, yeah, I'm just not really sure like when to start all that. And it was really, it really took me, took me aback to hear that, like that she hadn't started talking to her about any of it as if it's algebra or something. (laughs) And of course I didn't, you know, shame her or anything like that. I gave her some tips and actually ever since then I've had the idea to record this podcast because I think some moms might overcomplicate it. And that is the last thing that our Lord or our lady would want is for us to complicate the Catholic faith in the eyes of our children, because it it really doesn't need to be complicated. If anything, we make it complicated and it is simple and it, it should be simple for our children. So if you truly are in that boat of like, I don't even know where to begin. And maybe you have a boy (laughs) and I get that it is a little bit different. I, I have a, a pretty stereotypical boy and girl. So my boy is only two, but I can already tell that he probably is not quite going to be as willing and eager to learn as far as things about our faith as Mackenzie, at least not as the same young age that she did. At the age he is now, she was already a lot more interested in, you know, hearing about it, whereas he is kind of just the Tasmanian devil the runaround wild child that I always joke to people about. I just can't get over how crazy he is. He is typical, typical boy. So if you're listening and you have boys, don't think that this doesn't apply to you. It definitely, you know, every kid is just completely different. And if you don't have little, little kids right now, and you're totally just not even in the season of life, you know, I hope you still get something out of it. Or if you don't and you stop now, that is fine by me. Not every episode is for everyone. Maybe you know someone who this episode is for and you can share it with them. So how I would suggest, you know, beginning if you just have absolutely no clue is really to just think about it as setting the example and not a fake example, but a genuine example. So for me, early motherhood my relationship with Jesus and my prayer habits and really my devotion to the Catholic faith went through not really a season of dryness. I wouldn't call it that, but it was definitely a season of total inconsistency and, you know, as a result, a total lack of devotion, really. It wasn't that I was trying not to be devout. It was just that I didn't have habits in place to support any sort of growth And where you don't have growth, you do inevitably end up kind of going backwards. Those beginning couple of years, there were definitely, you know, maybe even days where I wasn't really praying much other than prayers before meals and, you know, even unfortunately missing my rosary, whereas now missing the rosary is like non-negotiable for me. And that's maybe a podcast episode for another time. But really just going through the transformation that I went through, becoming a mother and then becoming, you know, a mother to two, and now almost a mother to three, all of that 
basically led me to having no other choice but to completely, completely rely on my Catholic faith, which is so beautiful how God just had that plan for me in my life. And I think a lot of mothers do go through that is motherhood. It almost points you into one extreme or the other. You're either going to kind of spiral out of control and lose all of your good habits and just feel lost and aimless, or you're going to realize, oh, wow, I need to buckle down and get strict with my habits and my self-care, which includes, you know, spiritual care and really tighten up on my prayer habits, yada, yada. So for me, it kind of went the one extreme and then the other, luckily. And I can truly say right now, this point in my life as a combination of my journey through motherhood, but also because of what I chose to do as a as a business, if you will, I really do feel closer to my Catholic faith than I've ever, ever been, which is, I am just so beyond grateful for that. I remember when I graduated high school and I went to a private Catholic school, kindergarten through 12th grade, and it wasn't a huge school. So we definitely got so much, you know, one-on-one opportunity with priests and nuns and just lots and lots of learning opportunities as far as Catholicism and lots of sermons. And it was really a great experience. And I remember when I graduated, I thought to myself, man, I'm never, I'm probably never going to be this close to the faith and the sacraments ever again. Like life as I know it will never be the same. I remember thinking that because A, we were kind of told that as like a warning, which is true because it is hard to stay as close to the faith when you're not attending sacraments every single day. But two, because I just was like, there's no way I could ever be this close again because I I feel so close to the faith right now. And now I'm going to go out into the world. And the couple of years after, it was pretty accurate that it was harder to remain consistent with prayer life and the sacraments and all that. Not that I ever stopped going to church, but of course, I wasn't attending several times a week like I was able to during school. And it's just interesting looking back at the the ebbs and flows that happened and kind of feeling like I wasn't as close to my faith. And then once motherhood happened, like I mentioned, it almost got even more so where it was hard to remain consistent. And then it was almost like, I don't want to say hitting rock bottom because I wasn't like at that, I wasn't at like a terrible point. But in a sense, it, it did sort of feel like that where I said, okay, something needs to change. And that's when I started implementing basically all the things that I now talk about and offer as resources paid and free on my website where I implemented my morning routine and I implemented praying the daily rosary and I implemented spiritual reading. And like I said, not just as a result of where motherhood led me, but also now that I do this as a, as a source of, you know, trying to provide some extra income for our family in this crazy economy that we're in, it has definitely made me even more so remain consistent with it because I just, I am absolutely loving that I am being blessed with success with selling these rosary bracelets. And so that alone, I'm like, well, I'm definitely never going to miss a day of praying the rosary because I have so much to be grateful for, etc. So for me personally, I have become so much closer to my faith in a way that has just completely shown through hopefully to lots of people that I know, but definitely 
to my daughter, who, of course, I spend every waking moment with until she goes to sleep at night. She doesn't go to daycare or anything like that. So we're home together all the time. And she sees that I do my morning prayer journal. We call it my Jesus book. She's like, Mom, did you do your Jesus book yet? And she knows that I make these rosary bracelets. And she knows that I always pray the rosary. And she knows that I sometimes do spiritual reading throughout the day. And basically, in the same way that you would share with your child or even just a friend, someone you know, So actually, I guess there's the connection. If anyone is listening who isn't in the season of life of having a young child, honestly, a lot of this also applies to just how do you share your faith with, you know, non-Catholic friends. And a lot of it is actually the same now that I think about it. So really, it is just being the example in you yourself having the genuine love and appreciation for it and that will shine through so in the example of me for my daughter and for any of you listening who have young children it's really just a matter of talking about it and like I said in the same way that you would talk about another either hobby of yours or something that you're really interested in maybe you're taking on a new skill and you're just kind of telling them about it and you're showing how excited you are about it in the same way that you would talk about anything like that Talk about the Catholic faith, because if you truly continue to nourish your soul with spiritual reading and prayer and meditation and just constantly trying to grow in that way, then you will always have things to talk about. So maybe you learn something new about a saint and you tell your child about it, or maybe you found a new connection to one of the mysteries of the rosary that you just absolutely love and you tell your child about it or just finding ways to take the same aspects of the faith that you love maybe a certain part of mass or maybe praying the rosary finding ways to take those aspects and put it into more simplistic terms for your child so for me I got a it's like a binder that has pictures of each mystery of the rosary that I had been meaning to get earlier in our marriage and I didn't have and then I got it a couple years in and once I got that it was such a difference for my daughter to understand what exactly we were focusing on while praying the rosary because if you just explain it to them without having that visual aid it's not really the same as now every time you go to pray the rosary you can open up to that exact page and they can see oh for this Our Father, Tenehill, Marys, and Glory Be, we are focusing on when Jesus was born. And she just absolutely loved being able to go through and understand what exactly we were meditating on with each mystery. And she very, very quickly got to a point where she could just open up and go through and explain each and every one to me. It was so, like, I was kind of surprised by it. And I think that's one of the other big things that we tend to do when we are... (laughs) are complicating how to teach our children about the Catholic faith is we underestimate them, honestly. We think they're not going to understand something, so we don't even try, or we think they're not going to remember something, so we don't even bother. And really, they are so much smarter than we give them credit for, not just in like an intellectual way, but definitely, definitely in a spiritual way. If you think about it, if they're still under the age of reason, which my daughter is, they've never sinned before. They, they are just the purest, most innocent little souls. And I think that's so beautiful to think about 
some of the things she says, I'm just like, I, I can't even believe that just came out of your mouth. And if, if you know me personally and you're listening, you know that she's actually notorious for saying some really off the wall things, like really funny things that everyone is always like, oh, Mackenzie, she just says like bizarre things. It's hilarious. But even spiritually, she'll say things that just blow my mind. And I can't, I can't think of an example right now, but just, it's so beautiful that they have these pure and innocent hearts. And I think sometimes we overlook that. So keep that in mind next time they ask about something or there's something with regards to the faith that you want to share about definitely don't underestimate their ability to comprehend it. Another example I can think of is when I was in a really consistent point of doing some spiritual reading as soon as my toddler would go down for his nap, and I should probably get back into that habit, but basically it was as soon as it was becoming nice outside, as soon as he went down for his nap, I did about 10 or 15 minutes of spiritual reading. At the time I was getting through a book of St. Monica and St. Augustine, And there was a day where I was kind of getting a little frantic throughout the morning. I don't remember really what all happened, but it was just one of those days. And once I got my toddler down for a nap, Mackenzie, my older one, she literally suggested to me, she was like, mom, I think you should read one of one of your Jesus books because it just seems like it makes you happy. And I just, I almost teared up. I was like, Mackenzie, you're so right. Thank you. I will do that. And and she even said, she said, you should sit out in the sunshine and read one of your Jesus books. <laughs> and that is just a total example of how they're always picking up on things. If people, if people are aware that their child is capable of memorizing every word to you know, a cartoon theme song or every word to some children's song or every dance move to some popular dance if if that's a normal thing that like kids pick up on things like crazy then it shouldn't surprise us that they pick up on things like crazy with regards to the catholic faith so you have to be sharing it in order for them to be retaining it you can't just wait until they're at this older age you have to just be an open book with all things catholicism from the get-go even if you think it's something that's going to go over their head eventually it won't go over their head so you have to start somewhere and i'm not saying like explain elaborate meditation topics to them but the things that you're doing on a day-to-day basis throughout the day which hopefully this should encourage you to do more those things can be shared with them in the same way that you share everything else you're doing throughout the day So make it very normal and they won't ever view it as this burden or this complicated thing to learn about because it will just, it will just have always been a part of their life just like it should be with yours. And I do want to segue here for a second to the topic of bringing your children to church before they're really old enough to sit through mass. And I think a lot of people are on the same page where they think like, oh yes, you should bring them from the get-go. But I know there are also some who are extremely, extremely discouraged by their children not wanting to sit through mass or by, you know, getting there and then five minutes in you're having to take them out. And I just, I want to be a little bit of encouragement here. And there's some really sweet posts and poems and quotes and things that I've read 
about, you know, people saying, oh, definitely still bring them. The children are the future of the church. And I know every church is different. Some churches are like, there's one tiny peep and you got to get them right out of there because it's so quiet. And then other churches are like, oh, let the baby scream. It's fine. And I think there's definitely a happy medium. I I wouldn't want to be someone who was kid-free and trying to pray and there's a baby just like wailing and wailing. I think there's definitely a fine line and hopefully you can pray for, you know, the right discernment to know at what point you should bring your child out or not. But that's kind of besides the point. The point is if you are the type who is regularly needing to sit outside of the main church with your child or children, a, hopefully it has a decent crying room. We have a crying room where you can still actually see into church, but I know some churches don't. And even the crying room doesn't necessarily always work for kids if they're like bouncing off the walls like my toddler usually is. So I definitely am one who is in that boat. I do understand what it's like to just get to church and literally a minute or two in not even be able to be in there because my kid is just so high energy and loud and literally trying to run around. <laughs> I totally get it. I'm completely there. So what I have to say to that is A, remember the ultimate reason you're there. You're there to serve and worship God and he is not going to, he's not going to take away any of the graces or the merit for you being at Sunday Mass because you had to leave with your child. He just that's not going to happen. You have every intention of wanting to be inside church the whole time. But if your child is at an age or a behavior level that that just isn't possible, God isn't going to like discredit your graces for that. You are definitely still fulfilling your obligation if you want to be technical. But aside from viewing it as just a rule or an obligation, you truly are still getting the graces for being there. If anything, I mean, I don't know this, I'm not God, but I would argue that you're probably getting even more graces because it is very difficult to have to, you know, get there and then miss out on hearing the sermon or miss out on hearing the gospel. I try to read the proper of the mass like on the way to church if if my husband's with us and he's driving and I'm in the passenger seat I try to read the proper so that I have already read it and then when it comes to it I kind of already know so that if I am outside of church I already know what it said and I'm not thinking oh I'm missing out on what it is I I just already know so that has been something that has been helpful but basically just remembering that you fulfilling your vocation as a mother and taking care of your children and bringing them to church is of utmost importance and is what God would want you to be doing. He would not want you to be thinking that you need to stay home or what's the point of even coming. I get really sad when I see moms looking so discouraged having to take their kid out of church again and again and again. Really just don't set the expectation too high for yourself. If you know that your kid usually needs to be brought out, then just try to have an okay spirit and mindset about that and know that, hey, this might happen, but it's still it's still worth coming because there's that little chance they might actually stay this one time or maybe they'll stay a little bit longer than they did last time. And, you know, fulfilling your obligation and getting the graces for being there and the intention of being there is at least there. And also, it's a matter of getting your kid used to it. So if you just don't ever bring your kid to church until they're like five or six or seven years old, how are they ever going to know how to act or what it even is if you're not there 
from the get-go to just expose them to it. And this is actually a topic we could go on and on about. If you really have a kid who's having a hard time and you're feeling like they're old enough that they should be understanding it at this point, I mean, you could even go to, there's a bunch of the online masses where when it's not a Sunday, you watch one of those and really explain it to them where you can actually be talking to them and maybe the more they understand it, the more interested they would be in actually staying a little longer. Just different ways that you could try to get them to last a little bit longer. Anyways, I digressed enough on the topic of getting through mass with your little kids, but really I just, I wanted to be a little bit of encouragement there because I know there are a lot of people who really just think it's so pointless to bring their kids when they don't sit through church and that is absolutely not true. So please be encouraged to just keep at it and have a positive mindset about it and, you know, just find ways that make it more fulfilling for you. So whether that's making sure to read the proper of the mass ahead of time or bring, you know, a different spiritual reading book. Sometimes uh, there's that mother love book that is so beautiful from the Confraternity of Christian Mothers. And sometimes I'll have that with me when I'm like pacing the halls with my toddler because he's too rowdy to even be in the crying room. Sometimes that book is just a better alternative for me than the missile because I can't actually see mass, so I don't even really know what part they're at anyway. And if I've already read through the proper, then I'll resort to that book. And that actually really helps me with that mindset of like, wow, I'm chasing my kid up and down the hallways while mass is going on. And I just read that book and it reminds me of the importance of the vocation of motherhood and different books that have also been very fulfilling for me during those times. But anyways, as far as inspiring that genuine love of the Catholic faith in your little ones, hopefully this gives you a few ideas on ways that you can start talking to them about things just day-to-day life. Like really just don't complicate it. If you are thinking, oh, I'm not doing enough. I need to quiz them on the commandments. I need to quiz them on the catechism questions. Don't even think of it like that. Just think of it as improving your own self And the results from that, the light shining through from that will seriously do more good than you can even imagine. It is, it is so much more effective for them to just see that flowing out of you and for that to affect them versus if you were to try to get extremely technical on some sort of curriculum on what you need to teach them. Now, of course, if they're older, You do eventually need to get to a point, you know, if you're like a homeschool mom or if they don't go to Catholic school and you're trying to teach them the catechism on your own, then yes, there obviously is a time and a place for that. But I'm more so referring to just the day-to-day stuff or if you do have kids still young enough that they're not really formally doing catechism yet, like Mackenzie being only four, we're not really formally doing any sort of catechism right now, but she could still tell anyone so much about the Catholic faith, like just asking her about certain saints that she, you know, she recognizes a lot of images of the saints because it's something that I just, I just talk about with her. I don't, I don't think about, okay, what do we need to cover this week? I just talk with her about what exactly I'm doing that day with regards to my soul. Like St. Philomena is someone who she can totally recognize any image of St. Philomena. She knows who it is. She knows about her life. She knows I have a devotion to her. She knows that, 
she died very young and that she died for Jesus. And she just has such a sweet and innocent love and devotion for all of these things, not because I pressed it on her, but just because she sees my devotion to all of it and it has passed on to her. And I think I think more kids are like that than people realize. You might be thinking, oh, my kid isn't like that. But I mean, how often are you trying to talk with them about it? Because it should just be something that, I mean, it is the most important thing here on this on this earth is our Catholic faith and our our love and worship of God. And I think sometimes adults tend to think that that is something that kids aren't quite ready for, which is absolutely not true. So hopefully this encourages you to be a little more open with your kid about your love and devotion to Jesus and to all things with regards to the Catholic faith. And hopefully if you're feeling like, oh goodness, I'm definitely not doing enough throughout my day to even have anything to talk about with them, then hopefully this encourages you to start implementing something. If you have no idea where to start, uh, I definitely, you know, do feel like my morning prayer journal that I sell on my website is something that is such a great start for anyone. It was definitely the starting point of me becoming so much more devout in the Catholic faith. And of course, on there, you'll also see my rosary bracelets. But I should mention, since I'm talking about inspiring love of Catholicism in your little kids, I'm actually about to release, if you're listening to this in real time, I'm actually just a few days shy of releasing a bundle specific for your little girls. I'm sorry, boys, but it is kind of for girls (laughs) Um, that I think your little kiddos will just absolutely love. So if you've already followed me, you know that I have the rosary bracelets and then children's rosary bracelets. I was kind of doing the kids rosary bracelets on like special order only, like if people messaged me, but it has become popular enough that I finally decided to put together what colors I will carry as inventory and a size guide and all that. So that is gonna be going up on my website soon, but along with just the rosary bracelet is actually going to be a bundle option. So I won't say what it will be just yet, but it'll be released in a few days. I actually will be announcing the details of the bundle and when it's available for purchase on an online event that I'm doing through Facebook. So if you're on Facebook, look at the show notes and I'll explain all that where you can attend the event so you can be the first to know so that if you are interested, you can make sure to take advantage of that bundle option before it sells out. I'm sure it'll be very popular. So definitely check that out. But even if you are not at all interested in that bundle or purchasing something at this time, I just, I really sincerely hope that this episode helped you to start thinking of some ways that you can first and foremost, decide for your own self and what areas you would like to start growing your spiritual relationship with Jesus and with the Catholic faith. And then as a result from that will inevitably be that your child sees that light shining through and wants it for themselves as well. And their curious little minds will start asking you questions and it'll just be very easy and natural. I think you'll be surprised to see just how much of a natural part of your day it becomes to start sharing and living your Catholic faith alongside your children. Because truly, I don't think, again, Jesus or Mary would want us to make it any more complicated than that. So hopefully that helps. Thank you for listening, my friends. And until next time, take care. God bless you.
Hey friend, I know your time is valuable, so I sincerely appreciate you tuning in today. If you feel so inclined, I always appreciate reviews on the podcast and I will always welcome shout outs on social media. My Instagram handle as well as private Facebook community are both linked in the show notes. Or what would be the most helpful is if you could just keep me and my mission here with the Crunchy Catholic in your prayers. I would appreciate that above all else. And of course, you my friends are always in my prayers. God bless you.